All right, so welcome to episode 16 of the Katie and Ryan Show. We're excited to be here on site at Escape Craft Brewery in Redlands, California. We had to disrupt our day to go to a brewery at noon. I know, oh. it's first world problems, right? <laughs> what an unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> so we're he- we are here with Melissa Fisher from Escape Craft Brewery. How's it going? Doing great, guys. Glad to be here. Awesome. So um, let's, let's just jump right in, right? Perfect. Let's do this. So first off, um, just tell... Let's tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how did it all begin? Uh, well, my husband's the brewer. Um, he was a firefighter for many years and at the encouragement of a friend of his, because his friend knew he loved to cook and he liked craft beer, he started dabbling in home brewing. Um, what started as a pot in the kitchen soon moved, I kicked him out and into the garage because <laughs> uh, it's pretty messy. So he got really into it. He loved the process of it, the science of it. He read everything he could on how to make better beer. And, and the byproduct is obviously having beer around, which is really right. cool. Um, so we really quickly went from bottles to a small kegerator to installing a full-size bar in our house uh, just to be able to make more beer and share it with our friends. Um, we kind of became you know, the party house <laughs> because we had all this beer to get rid of and give away. And so over the years, everybody did the typical, you should open a brewery. Right. Well, we kind of have real jobs, mm-hmm. but this is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just had enough prompting from enough people, and finally one of our friends was like, no, seriously, I'm, I'm going to pull some money out of an investment, and I want to be your first investor. Wow. Because anytime you guys are home, you're always working on something. Um, and so that's kind of where it began. So he had been homebrewing for about eight years at that point, had um, taken some classes at UC Davis, like I said, read everything he could um, just to become a better brewer. Uh, so it took about two years to find a location. Uh, breweries have a lot of needs, especially when you're a tasting room. We need parking. Um, eventually found this great place. And it took about eight months from the time that we moved in to get open. Uh, we were super nervous that it wasn't going to work. By the right. time we mm-hmm. opened, we literally had $300 in our bank account. Oh, wow. Uh, and it had to work. Yeah. Every delay that you could think of had happened. And we opened the doors, and we had a line around the building. Wow. Um, so we hoped that we could just make a couple hundred bucks that day. We yeah. ended up getting, like, a 1,000 people in our doors the wow. first day. So it was the best, like, mm-hmm. welcome to business that we could have ever asked wow. for. Um, you know, and it's, it's a rocky road, and you're kind of learning as you go. We talked to every brewery out there that we could, you know, get to sit down with us. Like, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. What did you do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we kind of do the same thing with breweries that are opening uh, when we started, there was about 3,000 breweries in the nation. Currently, we're at about 8,000. Wow. So it's definitely growing. People are understanding what breweries are and how they're different from a bar, that they're a very community-oriented place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can bring your kids and your mom and dad, and people can have birthday parties here. Um, and it, it's almost a lot more of a safe zone for a lot of people because it kind of becomes your family room. Um, and you don't have the pressure of eating your meal and leaving. So people bring people in to hang out or read a book or have a conference call. Right. So it's been a really cool little communal vibe we've been able to garner. Um, and we've made a lot of friends. People come in and they help us build stuff and That's they help awesome. us do events. So it's yeah. been really cool. That's, That's awesome. Fantastic. So, something you mentioned that kind of caught my attention was that like that idea of like a $300 left in your checking account, right? And And there's this feeling of like, you're almost like walking off a cliff yeah. and are you going to soar or are you going to like, you know, crash and burn? Could you kind of like, I guess, just elaborate more on the feelings you had, like, like at that point in time, like 
because I think we've all gone through that. Some, you know, in real oh, estate, yeah. you kind of go through that, like ourselves when you we leave our you know, like current steady job, and it's like, okay, well, here we go. Like that paycheck I could count on, that's out the window. Right? You know what? Uh, we gave it a lot of thought for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a fireman. It's a hard job. He yeah. was in San Bernardino. It's one of the most dangerous places in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in a salon. I've been doing it for 16 years. I'm very happy doing what I do. Um, and he felt a great connection to doing what he did, but he, this was a great segue. You know, this wasn't the retirement plan immediately. He, he wasn't going to do this 100%, but it became so busy. That's kind of what it ended up being. Um, but it's a sink or swim mentality. You know, and all businesses are different, but we had watched a show called um, The Men Who Built America. And it was Carnegie and Standard Oil and um, Morgan Stanley. And for anybody who's thinking of going into entrepreneurship, it's a great series because it really gives you that, like, people fail and people Mm -hmm. succeed. And there's no guarantees, but the theory is you just work really, really, really hard and you got to want it more than anybody else. Um, And it's never going to fall in your lap. And then you go all the way to Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. How do you be successful? You work really hard. Right. And success isn't determined by every day. It's... A continuous beast that you're always feeding but the good thing is it's your beast mm-hmm. you know you can directly affect hopefully how successful you are based on how much you put into it where maybe when you're working for somebody else you're hoping to benefit them but at the, at the end of the day mm-hmm. you don't get to walk away with that you know if we fail we fail but if we mm-hmm. do great it's because we worked really hard we have a great crew um, and that is something that we've looked at that sometimes when it's something that your life doesn't depend on, it can do really well. This is our life. Like, mm-hmm. This doesn't make it. All of our employees lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. We probably lose our house. We probably lose a few friends who believed in us enough to fund you know, some of what we did. Mm-hmm. Everything is in here. So that makes you very committed and very hungry. All in. <laughs> we're all in. You know, This has to work on. And that was it from the get-go. It's like, if we're going to do it. Right. You know, and he had that conversation with me. Like, do you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? Like, <laughs> you're not a brewer. Yeah. Like, we're going to be walking away from something that we're very comfortable with. And we've worked really hard to get there. And, and this is not the easy road. Being a business owner is not easy. But it can be very rewarding because it's your baby. Yeah. Um, but I will say one of the biggest things is you just have to roll with the punches. Oh, definitely. You will get punched every single day. And you got to be okay with that. And it's... It's not, it's not fun, mm-hmm. but you learn stuff along the way, and you have to be able to to roll with that. And things change very rapidly, and you have to be able to move with that. And sometimes you catch the boat, and sometimes you miss the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but any kind of business, and beer especially right now, has mm-hmm. had so many changes in the direction. And the first question everybody has is, what's new? Right. Um, you know, so we're small enough that we're able to constantly be playing with the new styles and doing new recipes and then also maintaining a core line of beers that's what people come in for their tried and true beers you know and you have different groups of people that they're going to come in and they're going to get the same beer every day because that's what they're really comfortable with and that's their happy spot but then the other category they want what's new they want what they've never had before and that's why they came in the door Um, and it's a challenge but it's a fun challenge right you know when you make the same thing every single day it's kind of boring But we call them bill pairs. Um, we know what beers sell the best. But then we get to throw something out. It might not work, but right. it might be awesome. Yeah. Right. So, And your customers pick what your flagships are. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, yeah. We throw them out there, and we hope they like them, and they, they're they going to pick what they think your best beers are. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, so you spoke about this communal aspect of... Um, just the tasting room. So can you, I've seen you guys on social media, you're pretty involved with the community. So I kind of want to know more about that. Um, so Josh was born here. He was born at Loma Linda University. I moved here when I was 13. So we're very tied to Redlands. One of the reasons it took us so long to open was because we had to be in Redlands. It was really important to mm-hmm. us. Um, this is our town. Our kids go to school here. We shop here. We try to support local. Um, so from our, our deep roots, this is our place, so we want to be involved. And we think that businesses can directly help a community, and we are helped by the community that we're in. Um, so when we first were starting, we were an unlicensed brewery while we were waiting for our uh, licensing to come through. And so with that, we were able to donate to nonprofits, and that was a great way for us to get our name out there and market. And that in turn became our doorway into a lot of the local groups because they're happy to have us because we can help out by donating beer. Um, and then it got us all these really great connections. Um, and then people that a lot of them became friends with. And, you know, a lot of them have been in business for far longer than we have. So we were able to adopt those people to help us out and to move forward. And in a small town, and I think in a large city, it is a lot of who you know. You know, and, and not only does it take you into events that are going to be really beneficial for you, but also when you're dealing with getting a permit signed off, like, well, what do I do? How do I do this? And the city wants to see you helping your community. Um, you know, when, when you're at an event benefiting a local group and the mayor is there, mm-hmm. they notice. And so when you come up to expand your business and the city gets to determine that because we're alcohol, mm-hmm. everybody up there knows, like, oh, we see you at these events. We've been to your place, uh, and you guys, you know, you're very part of the community, and since they've been here, they know what we do, um, and they're comfortable with us expanding because they know we're very family-oriented, and it's important that we feel like we can give back. Um, we've got a dog adoption event tomorrow. We mm-hmm. love the pet adoptions, um, and we love that our customers do. Like, that was such a win-win. That people really connect with having the adoptable dogs in here and they come in and we get people who have never been here before and then then we get to see them come in with their new pup or their right. cat. The cats don't come in a lot. <laughs> um, but that's like a really cool thing. We do car meetups. We are at the Bicycle Classic. Um, so Sister Cities, which is a really cool nonprofit all over the world, they buy our beer from us for the Bike Classic and that's their big fundraiser for the whole year and it's basically an exchange student program. I got to meet the mayor of Hino, Japan, because he's our mayor of our Redland sister city in Japan. So that was really cool for us. Um, We're at the Optimist Oktoberfest. We try to be really involved in super local stuff. And then we kind of go out into some other things around our areas. Um, We try to keep it within where our beer can be found. Otherwise, we go to places and they're like, oh, where can I buy your beer? And you're like, oh, not here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's been a great way to reach out to people. It gets them in here, um, and it lets us be part of the community because this is our life. Like, we don't get out much. Right. <laughs> our going out is all these events that we get yeah. to do. So it's, it's really a cool feeling. Gotcha. Cool. Um, something, you know, you, talk, you, talk, you touched on the entrepreneurial kind of aspect of it, and I guess specifically on that, you know, what lessons have you learned, you know, from beginning to end? And I think what, what kind of – well, I think what I was kind of thinking of is more so like on, because being an entrepreneur, you have to be like, go, go, go. You're, like you mentioned, like you you have like your core beers and you're always changing one of them. There, there's always this, 
desire to kind of have be on the cutting edge and have something new as, as well. Um, so that lumped into like the work ethic that it takes involved, you know, to, to run a brewery, you know, how do you keep yourself like burning out or just, you know, running yourself to the ground on a regular basis? So the brewery's called Escape. Yeah. And Escape has a lot of different feelings and meanings. Mm-hmm. When we were researching on opening a business, something that my husband Josh read was you have to be tied to your name and it has, it should mean something to yeah. you. Um, so for him, it meant a lot of things. You know, being a fireman, having an escape is really important. Yeah. You got to be able to get out of the burning building. Um, and working those really difficult things, he had to escape from work. And so we would have, you know, maybe one or two vacations a year. Um, and that represented that decompression and seeing that you've worked really hard to earn something. Um, because for him, you know, you call a fireman when you're having a really bad day. So that's what they see every day. So he needed that escape. And then we realized everybody needs an escape. We all need to get away, but you can't always get out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and we realized when you want to relax, most of us are going to grab a beer. You know, and that was our thing. We'd go someplace and we'd sit on a patio and we would enjoy a beer and just kind of decompress. And everybody needs an escape. Yeah. Um, and we try to make that for the kids, too. Like, we have a kids' area. Right. I kids love coming here, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is cool. Dogs love coming here. So we try to make it a happy place for everybody. Right. Um, so that definitely, you know, tied into the goal was that. Um, but the entrepreneurial thing is you have to have that drive. So we wanted to, to make something that people were happy to be at. You know, no matter what kind of day you're having, hopefully if I hand you a beer, you're going to have a little bit better of a day. That helps feed what we do because we see people being really happy. They mm-hmm. bring their friends, and that makes you feel like, okay, I'm doing a good job. Right. I made this thing. I hope you like it. And then they come in and they like it. Um, but it never stops, and it is a huge challenge. And he designs all the beers uh, with the input that we have. You know, we try to get all of our crew members to have an idea for a beer, come in and design a beer. Um, and that helps us. It helps them. Um, but the, the beast never sleeps, you know. He comes in at 5.45 in the morning to brew. Um, once the brewing's done, he's in his office doing all of his office stuff. I come in a little bit later because I tend to close more often. But even when we're home, you know, we're talking about the business. And when we're going out, we go to restaurants and bars that have beer. We go to breweries all the time. And people are surprised, like, oh, are you here, like, to, are you going to copy them? We're like, no, this is, like, what we love. Right. We didn't open a brewery to only drink our own beer. Yeah. We want to see, like, well, what are they, how, what are they serving in? And what's their furniture? And what's fun here? And plus, we enjoy the environment. So that helps to really keep that flame going. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, we just spent the night really quick out in, um, we went to Pizza Port one night. And it was like, you have to get out sometimes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, to keep keep it fresh and keep going. And I love being here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm guilty. Like, <laughs> I'll hang out here way too long, and I gotta go home sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, luckily we can have our kids here. But I think if you find something that you really love and you enjoy, that's an absolute necessity to having a business with something. You know, whether you're designing pillows or making beer or or washing cars, you you have to love it because yeah. there's a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, that passion's what's going to get you through when it's, you're get through. wiped and tired. And, and we joke, like, yeah. I just want to make beer. <laughs> and there's 99 other things that you're doing that aren't just making beer yeah. that have to come into play to running a business and having employees. And we're a very regulated 
business. And we're always learning. Things are always changing. Um, so you have to be good at doing multiple jobs all the time. Right. Um, I joke that I have a list of 20 things to do, and I'm lucky if I get four done at one time. <laughs> because something's always going to walk in. And, yeah. right. and it's the squeaky wheel gets the grease, the most demanding Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Of course. Uh, I think most of us entrepreneurs think we can do it all. And then the challenge comes when you are getting so big, you have to let people do more things. And that's mm-hmm. where we're at. We're starting to delegate more things out to do stuff. Um, but we love what we do. I don't love it 100% of the time because there's some really challenging things that we deal with. But I love it 99.9% of the time. Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. You know, and there's things that you didn't realize that were going to happen that you really love. Mm-hmm. So it's important. I think we find inspiration in everything. You know, breweries aren't the only place. Like sitting on the beach and staring at rocks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> going to art shows or talking to people and other things. It's, it's great ideas to get things going and talking to other business owners, both to share your woes and your frustrations, um, but to inspire that. You know, we love doing collaborations with other businesses because mm-hmm. it's fresh. You know, Nectar is a few doors down, so mm-hmm. we're talking to them. And Active Ride Shop, right. that's people's escape. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a collaboration with them. I love the design work, so we get to do a lot of labels and T-shirts. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's really fun. And then when you see somebody walking around who you don't know for the first time and they're wearing your shirt, you're like, oh, my God, that guy bought my shirt. Yeah. And they don't even know me. <laughs> like, that's a huge, rewarding yeah. thing. You go to a restaurant, and they have your beer on tap. Um, but keeping it fresh. You know, we read a lot of things that aren't beer-related, but they are beer-related. We go to a lot of conferences. Um, you know, and then maintaining your core stuff is really important. So, you know, it, we love our baby. So it helps a lot with keeping it going. Right. So you were talking about inspiration, so we'll, we'll make it fun a little bit. Um, if you had a billboard for all of Redlands to see, now this can be a quote, this can be an advertisement, what would you have it say? Oh, so many things. Well, the big one that we really like to say is, what's your escape? Because uh, it, it makes you wonder, like, what would mm-hmm. I do, where would I go? Thought-provoking. Right. Thought-provoking, and we want to know, and... You know, we want to be part of that, um, but we love it when people are someplace else and they send us a picture that, like, oh, I'm at the beach and I've got an escape hat on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I wanted to go visit my family in Canada and I, I brought them some of your beer. Like, that's so cool because we can hopefully be part of spreading that happiness. Right. Um, we had a big quote on the wall. It said, we travel not to escape life, but for life not to escape us. And that's a huge thing, you know, and if, if maybe in your glass you can kind of go away for a minute, that's huge. But hopefully you get to get out sometime. And we try to tell people, like, you should go do something. <laughs> maybe that's what the, the sign says, go do something. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's you can't stay in the same place every day and be happy. you got to keep moving. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we spoke on your community involvement you mentioned you have an event tomorrow. What upcoming events do you want to plug? Oh, we have so many awesome events. So tomorrow is Red Fosa, which is the group that helps to get all the animals adopted from Redlands Animal Shelter. Really amazing people. They always have great animals. Um, they'll be here with dogs and cats, all ages, all sizes. Um, Sunday, we have Cruise and Brews, which is a car meetup. We're doing that the first Sunday of the month, July through October. People bring their cars. It could be an awesome new car. It could be a super cool old jalopy. Um, so they show up, they park, they register, 
people hang out inside, they grab a beer, they walk around, they check out the cars, there's no cost. And then we pick some winners, so that's something kind of new that we're doing. Last time we had 42 cars, which was cool for wow. our first time. And it was just, that's their escape. These guys are gearheads, and they mm -hmm. work on their cars, and they get to show them off, and they get to talk shop. Uh, so that was a really cool new thing. And a lot of things in the brewery are made out of old car parts, motorcycle parts. We like old stuff. <laughs> uh, especially if it means it was a transportation of a way to get you to your escape. Yeah. And that's kind of the genre of the brewery. Like, what's your escape? You know, we have a table made out of leaf springs from a Jeep. <laughs> uh, maybe it takes you somewhere. Uh, I'm really excited about um, Froggers and Loggers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a frog jumping contest that we're having for the first time on September 18th. We have um, a whole batch of American bullfrogs here that they are going to be our little jockeys for the day. So people can come in, they can rent a frog. Their $15 frog rental includes a beverage, and it is the longest of three jumps combined. We'll have a couple different categories. A lot of kids are going to come out. Uh, but we thought this is a really fun thing that the whole family can do. When I was a kid, I did frog jumping contests, <laughs> and it was super cool. Yeah. It's different. Um, so that one's going to be fun. In October, we've got a fun run planned. All the proceeds from the fun run are going to go to YAPS, which is um, a dog rescue in Yukaipa, as, as well as Red Fosa for Redlands. So people are going to bring the dogs. They're going to go running. We're going to have dog adoptions. We're going to have food. We're going to have music. Um, it should be a really fun day. So we do a lot of events all the time because it's fun. Yeah. That's why we're here. Get back to the community yeah. involvement. Yeah. yeah, and it's great because we've got um, Redlands Ford is helping us out with the dog run because there's a lot of permits involved for that one. And we wanted to be able to make the proceeds go to the animals, not to the fees involved. Yeah. Um, so Steve was super awesome. And he's like, I want to help you out. Let me know what I can help you do. And that's great because that means the money that's raised for that can go directly to the charities. Um, because it's really expensive to save animals. Um, these rescues spend thousands and thousands of dollars a month of their own money and the money that they earn just to find happy homes for these people. They do surgeries for the animals that they don't even know if they're going to get adopted. So mm -hmm. that one's near and dear to my heart. Um, so I think it'll be really cool. Plus, there's going to be dogs in costumes running. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's awesome. It'll that's be fine. Perfect. That in and of itself, yeah. we're dog lovers. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. And then we get to see them all come in. Um, yeah. We're planning on Oktoberfest. It'll be our first Oktoberfest. He nice. just brewed that. So we're that's all going to cool. have, like, Lederhosen on. Oh, like here, gosh. Here on yeah. site. Here on it. site. Nice. Yeah, so that'll be a first. So That's awesome, cool. It'll be fun. You got a jam-packed fall, yeah, summer do. and fall. Yeah, you do. That's good. Those are the things I live for. Yeah. yeah. I love the events. Those are fun. <laughs> it, gives, it energizes you. It does. Tell. No, I'm, I'm definitely, like, that's my passion is having a party and having a theme and people come mm -hmm. in and it gives people a reason to celebrate. Right. You know, and I think that's a big thing with escape. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you can't go to the beach every weekend, but hopefully you can pop in for a beer and, oh, my God, they're having, like, Stein holding contest. Yeah. Everybody's in Lederhose, and it's a little piece of an escape to have yeah. fun with. That's awesome. So, currently, we're here in 2018. Mm -hmm. There's, we've we've kind of reached this point in the, and I guess the beer culture where just tons of you know craft breweries have have popped up. Um, they've ch they've challenged kind of the the establishment of beer. I'd like to say, and so you know, I would I would definitely say that there's a lot of craft breweries just in general right now, and so. When it comes to you know, it comes to escape preferry, what makes it different from everyone else? Um, I think all breweries have certain things in common. That all breweries tend to be very community oriented. Mm -hmm. um, we all tend to be very casual. 
uh, and that differentiates differentiates us from your average bar or restaurant because we all have to have a niche mm-hmm. um I feel like our niche is the family type involvement the pet involvement we, yeah, we try absolutely. to be very cozy you know we definitely have a very different look than your average place you know we try to make you feel like you're somewhere when you go to Disneyland you're really there um and so a big part of it is you know we're Redlands natives and I think that's a big thing that's really important to us is this is what we do in our town um, and that makes us a little bit unique um, but a lot of breweries have that where their owners are their residents um, we do a lot of seasonal beers we try to do a lot of local ingredients uh, the Grove School is up the street and so they'll bring us like 17 crates of pink variegated lemons so suddenly we're going to do something to involve pink variegated lemons and <laughs> that's cool you know, they'll bring people down and, and they'll take their students on a field trip so we can talk about some, um, you know, some chemistry and some biology and then applied science and marketing. Um, and, you know, from farm to table, um, we try to involve people from the outside into that. So I think a lot of breweries do use local ingredients, but that's a really important thing for us is we, mm-hmm. we, we get local. We roast our own coffee that we get uh, from Thailand, but it's through somebody who's here in Redlands. A lot of our produce comes from Redlands. Um, our furniture is salvaged from places <laughs> in Redlands. Um, we pull from those groups to try to keep everybody involved. You know, mm-hmm. our, our metal fabricator is in Redlands. Yeah, we try to just keep it close because that's yeah. how we keep our community vibrant and alive. That's good. That's good. And I think it's when it comes to doing that for your community and kind of just feeding each other, I think, A, that's just a huge plus for the community in general instead of just ordering off of, you know, some online supplier from some random person. And I think in, I think it's a good long-term play, too, as far as, like, yeah, it might cost you a little more, like, right here, right yeah. now, but long-term, you're, you're making relationships with people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, when they... When customers see us someplace else, and we're talking to that shop owner, mm-hmm. and it might even not be our, you know, our arena, and they're like, "Oh, this is Melissa from Escape. Have you met them?" Mm-hmm. And then it just builds this tighter community of people knowing everybody, and, and it also promotes safety. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a tight knit community, and we want to keep it really clean and happy and safe. So I think it's important to give back to your community. And you're absolutely right. Oftentimes, it costs more to do business with a small business because we don't have the buying power. Um. And being a small brewery, um, we are a production brewery, but we're, you know, compared to the other ones in town, we are small, so we mm-hmm. don't have the buying power. And so people subscribing to the fact that we are local, it makes them more comfortable that they might pay a little bit more for what we do compared to getting it from a national brand. Yeah. Um, and that's huge for us, mm-hmm. you know, as, as you talk with your money and shop small, and keep yeah. people in town and keep people employed and it makes a more beautiful community Definitely. and you can show that best by your example just how like your customers talk with their money with the beers they like they, yeah yeah. Exactly. yeah that's where your vote lies yeah. you know and it's easier to go to a big chain mm-hmm. but you don't get the same level of customer service or love by going generally to a big chain you know right it's nice to so go true. to that shop that you know the name of the owners you know, and maybe you watch their kids grow up. Yeah. And that's really cool. That's powerful. It's powerful stuff. Um, so a story I always like to share is I, I went to, last year I went to Seattle, up to Seattle with my wife, and um, there's this area north of downtown Seattle called Fremont, and there's tons of breweries there. Um, like, I'm talking like we're on, you know, this 
you know three blocks radius and there's just there's a brewery next to a brewery next to a brewery type type environment and so we checked out this brewery they had just opened like two weeks before you know and we walk in as this huge you know huge place and I'm talking with the owner and uh, she was originally from Palm Springs and they moved up that way and they're kind of like had this they had this idea of like we don't know what we're getting ourselves into but we're we're just gonna do it and I'll I'll always remember something she said that when they came into that market they were so afraid of just the competition and because it's they felt like it was gonna be very bulldog thing you know type thing but she said the moment that they decided to to open that brewery without even them asking the other breweries came to them and said what do you need do you need help with vendors do you need help you know just they were all ready to just just uh you know op- you know open themselves up to them and be a resource to them and so you know that being said have you guys had anything similar to that? I think you kind of alluded to that a little bit, but have you had anything similar to that, whether it's local breweries or breweries in general in the area? Yeah, I would say um, the the collaboration and the camaraderie mm. of breweries is really amazing. Mm. Um, and I think the market as a whole, most breweries are very open to other breweries. Mm. We, we're all beer people. We love beer. <laughs> um, and I think we have... I mean, we do have competition in the marketplace, mm-hmm. but it's not in an aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the competition encourages people to make better products and more creative products. But on a personal level, we we had a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, some friends of ours were friends with the owners of Ritual. Mm-hmm. And so Owen and Steve were kind enough to really answer a lot of the questions that we had um, going into it when we were really researching it. And we had that with a lot of breweries that we went to. Like, hey, we're the 10,000th person who said we're going to open a brewery. Yeah. Would you mind sharing some knowledge with us? Um, so even that precursor of of having them share their experiences and what would you do, what did you wish you knew, was huge. Um, and you know we love it when other breweries come in here. You know we we like to take care of them, show them around, um, have them try all of our beers because this is like built-in friends. Because um, if if you thought we were worth stopping here, like that's a huge compliment for us. Um, and then even within the community, it's great. Like, oh my gosh, I totally ran out of this hop, you know. And we can call our friends and be like, hey, do you have any of these hops that I could buy off you or I could borrow? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get my CO two delivery. Would it be cool if I stopped by? And professionally, it's an inconvenience because you didn't plan for that. But on a friendship level, it gives all of us the opportunity to get to know them better because um, we just we don't get out as much as we'd like to. Um, so actually. Hangar 24 and Ritual and us are all working on a collaboration project right now. Um, it's going to roll out for President's Day that we're all brewing a similar but different beer mm-hmm. and we're going to promote it that we all release at the same time. It's a Redlands exclusive wow. um, to show people both in town and out of town that Redlands has a great brewery presence and it's a good reason to come in and that we are friends because not everybody knows that. Um, and I think people like that that they can see that like oh you guys are friends like oh I was at you know another brewery and they said that I should come check you out and that's a happy feeling for them and it feels great for us um I read a thing that said approximately five million people every year are becoming open or eligible to drink craft beer so there is no reason for any brewery to feel that there won't be enough drinkers for them um beer today is way different than it was you know years ago when it's, it's not your dad's beer anymore. It's not all the same. I don't want to talk bad about the big boys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we're attracting people because we offer so many more experiences and flavors than what used to be the norm. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got a pomegranate wheat that's tart and bright and light. And when you get somebody who comes to the counter and they go, oh, I don't really like beer, you go, okay, well, you're here. Right. <laughs> so you yeah. want to try something. And then you try to find what they like. And it's the best feeling when they're like, oh, my God, I like beer now. <laughs> and you've just converted somebody who only ever drank wine or only drank cocktails or they just turned 21. Um, so I think craft beer is creating this bigger market that is allowing all of us to grow. Um, big beer is starting to hurt a little bit. And, and they are trying to brand themselves as craft beer. Um, but craft beer generally has more movement that they can do to keep making something new, bringing people in who didn't like beer, but now they discover that they like something. And that's great for all of us, because all of us can grow. You know, at 8,000 breweries, technically in the late 1800s, they had more breweries per capita mm. by far than we even do now. Now, a lot of them weren't as big as they were now, but everybody had neighborhood pubs, and that's where you hung out. Um, and that's kind of our goal, that we are the place that you hang out. So it makes it nice that, you know, we can go to another brewery and, and they're happy to see us and happy to refer back. Um, we go to national conferences and it's just like this awesome, big, fun, you know, collaborative effort to how to make our craft better and to keep people's interest and keep it growing and be successful. Um, breweries employ more people than a lot of businesses within a town because we are a labor-intensive business. So that's been great for cities. And cities are starting to realize that breweries are good for business, for cities. They bring in tourism, they keep locals local, um, and they don't have a lot of problems that they used to be worried about with alcohol consumption. Um, so cities are learning to really embrace breweries as a really good thing for their community. There was a study um, that some folks from Laguna, Laguna Niguel did, and they flew all over the country in their little plane trying to figure out what makes a small town great. And they had a list of like 11 things. You know, they have a local university. They have a downtown. The last thing on their list was they have a brewery. And these are not people involved with the brewery. And they said somehow every successful small town had a brewery. And that was really cool to see that. It was an important part of how a community comes together. So that was a really neat thing. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned this pomegranate beer that sounds amazing. Um, what kind of beers do you prefer, like the seasonal beers? Can you walk us through kind of what you have a little bit available and if you have any favorite um, food or beer pairings to recommend? So pizza and beer always matches. Yeah. Uh, tacos and beer yeah. always match. <laughs> I think almost every beer matches those categories. Uh, my go-to is Sakura. It's a cherry blossom white wheat. That's my everyday beer. It's infused with cherry blossom green tea. It's a very unusual beer. It's very crisp and clean and refreshing. Um, it's different than a lot of people have had, so that's like my everyday beer. I'm a seasonal girl, though. Um, I love our coffee stout. In the wintertime, it yeah. tastes like iced coffee. Mm. Um, the pomegranate wheat is really fun because it's light and tart and bright. Uh, we've got a series called Carry On, like Carry On Bag, and they're a Berliner Weiss, which is a sour. Um, so they're crisp and clean. They're only 4%, so they're really good for summertime. Uh, currently, it's a blood orange mango, and there's also a watermelon. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I'm drinking right now. Yeah. Uh, the next one on the bill is a black currant, and it's like this deep pink purple color, and it's all real fruit. 
Um, and then I love like this little science trick where you mix a pineapple soda with black currant, mm. and one is like pale yellow and one is hot pink, and in about a minute they turn dark purple, mm. and it's a reaction that pineapple has with black currant. Mm. So that's like a fun game. Yeah. Um, Brute IPAs are coming up. It's a style from the Bay Area where it's like a Brute champagne, and in the uh, fermentation process, you want the yeast to eat up 100% of the uh, sugar. So it makes an incredibly crisp, clean beer, like how champagne is. Um, So it's a Brute IPA, but they're not bitter. So we're grabbing a lot of the people who like a crisp beer, but they don't want the bitter bomb. Um, A lot of traditional IPA drinkers like it because it's really crisp and bright. Um, So we got Brute Street Boys are coming back to town. That's adorable. Uh, And it's a Citra Hopped IPA. Um, And that sold out already. We're bringing it back. And then Brutiful Mind (laughs) is a series of fruited Brute style beers. Uh, Zero on the bittering. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about 6%. Right now, it's a peach. It literally tastes like a Bellini. Wow. Um, so that's really fun because I think it's great for the season, but I think it's going to be a year-round thing. Um, and I think, yet again, it grabs drinkers who haven't experienced anything like that before, and they're like, oh, this is so different. I love this. Um, we have a lot of parties here. So we have a lot of people who come in who didn't come for the brewery. They came for the party. And finding something that they like to drink is really cool. So those have been great things for that. Awesome. So we're we're starting to wrap things up here a little bit, but let's say let's say we have a listener and they want to find you, whether it be physically find your building or online. How, how are they? Uh, so our uh, our website is escapecraftbrewery.com. Um, you can always reach us at escapecraftbrewery at gmail.com. The emails go to me. I'd be happy to give anybody information. Our physical address is seven twenty one Nevada Street. Unit 401, so that's the cross street of Redlands Boulevard and Nevada. We're right behind Bravo Burger. We have a full tasting room that's dog and kid friendly. You can bring in food. We don't have a kitchen. Um, you can get pizza delivered. We're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We do send out a post every single day to tell you what's new on tap, what events are going on, so we love to see people's faces come in and say hi. Cool. Awesome. Well, do you have anything else, Katie? Um, I just love the beautiful story that you kind of explained Thank to you. us. And now, like, yeah. I have an intense desire to go try everything. <laughs> uh, take some to my husband. So, yeah, yeah, I wanted to thank you so much. That yeah. was thank so you. That wonderful. Was awesome. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. That was an awesome interview. So that's it for episode 16 of the Katie and Ryan Show. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks. Cool. Have a good day.